Note pad taken. Notebook notes taken. <laughs> Note notebook notes. Right, I beat it. Whatever. When you take notes, notepad. Hi guys, welcome back to the Adonis Talk, where we empower your journey to success and personal growth. My name is Jared, and today we are diving into the importance of reading on everyday life. Now, obviously we all know that reading is important, right? It's very important. I think our parents have told us enough. But funnily enough, we don't read. If you compare the literacy rates in the 1900s and today, well, in the 1900s, it was 20%, and today, it's above 87%. Yet, the percentage of the population that does read, don't read as much and as often as those that did in the 1900s. How come? Well, it all boils down to the attention span. What happened? Well, if you compare 2000 to 2015, our attention span has shrunk by 25%. That's a fourth of our attention span capacity. Well, I did say 2000 to 2015, and what happened then? The internet and social media. And not only that, but if you look also at the cinema industry, if you look at the average time of frames compared in the movies of the 60s, 70s, 80s, and today's movies, you'd be astonished. But it's not only what we consume media-wise, it's also what we consume food-wise. Indeed, if you look at my episode on food, which was episode 9, I believe, you'd know that our diet, the Western diet, has too much carbs, too much refined sugars, too, much, too many additives, tap water. All of that is not only decreasing our health, but the functions of our brain. Indeed, we're not eating enough red meat, not eating enough saturated fats. All this is causing what we call brain fog and decreasing dramatically our attention span. So I'd advise two things for the attention span. One, start reading, but I'll go into detail of why. Two, a dopamine detox is well advised. More on that on the episode right here. And for those listening, it's the dopamine detox episode, which has two parts. And another one, which is very crucial, is meditation. Now, those that aren't familiar with meditation, you should go hit up this episode, which is on mindful meditation. Obviously, I'm not talking about the whole, um, but more of a breathwork meditation, where I'll quickly walk you through it. You close your eyes, close all external stimuli, and you basically focus on your breathing. You can do any breathing technique you want. I do the box breathing, which is four minutes in, four minutes. <laughs> That's a, that's, a, that's a long time. <laughs> four seconds in, sorry. Four seconds hold, four seconds out. And you rinse and repeat. What you'll do is basically try and focus on your breathing. And when your mind wanders off, you have to recalibrate it onto your breathing. It's like a curl. Just imagine it, you're doing one rep, two reps. And the more reps you do, the more concentrated you'll get. So obviously, it's a long game. You, you can't expect to do two hours of meditation on the span of a week and then suddenly you're the gods of concentration, right? It takes a long time. 
obviously reading will also help so don't expect that after like a year of meditation you'll be a pro of reading because reading also takes time especially if you're not used to it so why why is reading good for us well there's two reasons right one is scientific and it relates to the brain but before we dive into that i'd like to give you two fun facts one is that when you read did you know that your throat actually activates what i mean by that is that while you're reading you're actually speaking the words you're reading but not out loud studies have shown that there are low frequencies that you can find in your throat while reading that are too low for us humans to hear but if you were to amplify those noises that your throat emits when you're reading you could actually hear clearly the words that you're reading another thing that's interesting is that we don't actually read okay we read when we were six seven eight nine okay when we started to read we would read every individual letter every individual sounds to then form a word and then to form a phrase right but over the years over the practice you just don't read anymore you scan and the cambridge university study proves it they took a various they took various subjects and they took a sentence and they took every word and they mixed up all the letters in that word except for the first and the last one all the subjects ended up actually reading the phrase with more or less ease even though the words made no sense i'll put an illustration right now on the screen sorry for those listening <laughs> but you'll see what i mean by that see how easy it you read it yet you're not reading it because if you read it out loud it, it, it wouldn't make any sense right yet you're reading the word so it's more scanning really and it's a big tool in marketing because when once you understand how the human brain scans words you can market your ads and various other publicities so that the human brain can scan it even more efficiently so those were the two fun facts before we dive into the itty gritty bit of the science behind it here's something interesting people that read 30 pages every night have higher temporal lobe brain functions the next morning which is related to memory so the study correlates this by saying that the more you read the higher the chances you have against dementia and other memory linked diseases reading also reinforces neural pathways how the more you read the more you make links in your brain links of words links of knowledge pathways are created pathways are strengthened so you're basically training your brain like as i said when you're doing the curls it's like if when you're reading your brain is doing some bench press or whatever other exercise you wanted to do so clearly reading is very important for the brain for your overall health and for your overall knowledge right because that's why we're reading is to acquire knowledge either general knowledge or specific knowledge depending on the books you're reading there are also fiction books but that's another topic because in this episode we're more focusing on to the self-improvement space of reading or information books in general talking of which the time at which you read will largely vary depending on if you're reading a fiction book or an information book 
Fictions should rather be read in the evening to unwind, to unstress, just to ooze off the stressful day. And even if it wasn't stressful, it's just to ooze out, right? Because fiction is a form of um, entertainment, right? Which is way better than Netflix. So honestly, if you rather choose between a Netflix show and a good series of books, I'd tell you to read the books. So, as said, fictions should be read in the evening, while information books should be read at cognitive peak, which is, in the most individuals, in the morning, between when you wake up and lunch, and even better when you're fasting. So I'll repeat that. For those that are reading fiction, read it in the evening, and those reading information books, read it in the morning, preferably when you wake up or a bit later. Now that we defined the importance of reading and when you should read, how about how you should read, all right? Because it's not a question of just, you know, just reading through the book and be like, oh, guys, I've I've finished the book. If you're not going to retain any information. How to form reading habits, right? Because as anything in the self-improvement space, you understand that small habits compound largely on the wider scale. So if you do 1% better every day, they'll compound dramatically over the long span. So how do you set reading habits? Well, first of all, if you're new to actually really reading, start small. Don't think you can start reading an hour a day, okay? Because as I said, the concentration span is probably pretty shit, especially if you consume a lot of dopamine-energic content and stimuli. Hence the dopamine detox I proposed at the beginning of the episode. So you should start small. Start with a page. Start with... You can you can quantify it in different ways. Either you quantify it in the number of hours or obviously minutes the time you spend reading, or either the number of pages you read. Number of pages, number of chapters, subchapters, etc. So that's on your will. Um, obviously start little, and you'll realise that if you're reading a book that interests you, by the way, if you read a book that you know is good for you, but it doesn't interest you, don't read it. Okay, it'll be a waste of time for you, and it's, it's just useless. Even though the information would be good, if you're not interested in the book, you're not going to retain any information. Rather, try and get a taste for what you're about to learn. And once you're motivated to actually learn about it, dive into a good book about it, okay? Because people will be like, yes, but motivation, you need discipline. Motivation plays a huge role, okay? See as motivation and discipline as a, as a dance. Uh, one cannot exist without the other, all right? So take advantage of motivation when you can. And obviously, read when your motivation is there. Because if you're going to read while you're not motivated, lad, you're not going to learn anything. (laughs) Okay, so, as I said, start small. Also set hours to when you're going to read. Every day, the same hour, develop a routine around your reading. Okay, so you can say, at 9am every morning, I'm going to read an hour. Obviously, an hour is a lot. I mean, that's that's my case. For you, it can be 15 minutes. So 15 minutes, every morning from 9am to 9.15, I'd be reading that book. Okay. And obviously, if you feel the need to read more than that, it's free to you. It depends on your time schedule. So, start small, set a routine, and set an atmosphere, set a mood when you're reading. Look forward to reading, okay? You can always just, you know, dim the lights, go into your into your warm, <laughs> warm blanket with a, perhaps a tea or something, or some dark chocolate. It's your... It's your, it's your Try and associate treats with... Obviously, I'm not saying to eat cupcakes and sugary crap, right? I'm talking about like, this is a case of dark chocolate. 
with minimal sugar in it, which isn't bad and can be considered treats. So if you associate treats with the actual hard work, you'll have more motivation into doing that hard work. So set a mood. Look forward to reading. And once you've got these three, so start small, routine and mood, you're ready and set to go. Now, the most crucial part of reading any book or work is retaining the information behind it. Because let's be honest, if you spend eight hours of your life or your day or whatever, you spend eight hours to read a book and a week later you don't remember jack shit, it's pretty useless. You know what I'm saying? Like, the point of reading is to learn something, to retain information, either, as I said, as either general or a precise knowledge. It's about learning. Obviously, I did say that there are advantages of just you know, reading um, scientifically for the brain. But it's pretty pointless if you're not learning anything in the, in the process. So how do you up your odds of retaining as much information as you can? Well, that's interesting. I know people aren't going to like this, but you're going to have to start taking notes when you read. I know. You're already asking me to read and now you're asking me to take notes. I know. It can seem difficult. And it obviously will take more time more than 40 to 50% of the time more than reading. So let's say it usually takes you eight hours to read a 300-page book. It'll take you now 12 hours, including the note-taking. But why is note-taking important? Well, there's this famous pyramid called the Learning Pyramid by Edgar Dale, which I'll put on screen now. Sorry again for those listening. (laughs) But basically, it goes from lectures, you learn 5%, so reading, 10%. Demonstrations, 30%. Discussions, 50%. Practice doing, 75%. And teaching others, 95%. Now, how can we take advantage of that? Well, as I just said, in this learning pyramid, reading only accounts for 10% of the knowledge you're going to learn, which is frankly not, not a lot. It is something, but it's not a lot. Okay. So here's what I'd tell you. As I said, you've got do some note-taking. Now, I'm not telling you just to rewrite exactly word for word what's in the book because that'd be completely stupid. Okay, you don't want to rewrite the book. And you don't want to copy-paste just random phrases either, right? There's this, uh, my best friend, Louis Capucci. Um, I think it was like two years ago, he's the one that presented me with Active Recall. Now, what is Active Recall? Active Recall is the process of, as I said, active recalling what you've learned. So how can you put that into your note-taking? Well, let's say you finish the chapter or any sequence of your book. You close it up, take your notepad and write everything you can remember of that passage. Everything. Everything. Every detail. Bullet points in whatever you want. But what you're essentially doing is training your brain to access the information you just learnt on the short term to strengthen these pathways to make the access to that information easier in the future, right? Active recall. You're actively recalling what you've just learnt. And by doing that exercise every now and then in your book will help you not only remember what you've learned but retain the information and strengthening the pathways to accessing the information later or down the line. So active recall, and you can also do summaries of what you just learned, either looking at the book or not, that's how you want. 
and a lot of people are going to be like, oh, can I can I use my laptop or my or my or my phone? No, <laughs> honestly, I'll be very frank with you. No, especially if it's in the evening, blue lights, it's just going to distort you, and you basically expose yourself to possible distractions, which is what which is not what you want. There's also some scientific uh, background you have to take into account for why you should handwrite what you remember or what you've learned. Well, one, you write slower when you handwrite. So it makes the information processed slower and more efficiently. And overall, as you're writing it, you're seeing it being written down. It's just easier. And frankly, it is sort of faster because there's no taking your phone out and then typing it and blah, blah, blah. And then you can't find it. It's all in your notebook, right? It's all there. And it's just easy to grab and just write with your pen. Obviously, you can also take notes in the book and highlight the book, um, which is interesting for if you're going to reread the book, which I do recommend. The second read of a book is like watching like a deep movie a second time. If you watch any Christopher Nolan movies again, like Oppenheimer a second time, it's like rediscovering the movie from a different angle. So obviously, taking notes in the book and highlighting is very important too, before a different aspect, which is rereading the book later on which i encourage all of you to do and if it's a book that's really speaks to you i'd encourage you to even read it more than that consider it your bible keep it next to your bedside table always revisit the pages that's what i'm doing with um marcus aurelius's uh, meditations i always pick it back up every now and then and just reread the passage and it never <laughs> it never stops amazing me um so note taking so active recall and just general note writing, right? So as I said, I didn't show you that yet. <laughs> so you see, it's just, a, it's just a random notebook you can find for even two quid, I think. And I'll show you. Just spend time. You can always do it afterwards. I think that if you really want to make it look good, you can do that later down the line. But when it comes directly to instantly taking notes don't spend time just you know coloring it in purple and then green and then having it's just a waste of time honestly it's just a waste of time just write the information down as fast as you can now what's interesting in taking notes is that later down the line you basically retranscribe all your notes into a database in a note-taking software now obviously you guys are going to be like oh but you just said in the moment of when you're reading the book, yes, notepad taking, notebook, notes taking, <laughs> notes, notebook, notes, right, whatever, when you take notes, notepad. But once you're finished with the book, a great way to reaccess all that information is through a database. Now, there's loads of apps that permit this. There's uh, Evernote, Notion. I personally use Notion. So I have Notion with a um, list of all the books I've read or I'm about to read or I want to purchase with the author, the number of pages, when I started it, when I finished it, uh, my critique on it. So I've got little stars. It can seem fancy, but it's pretty efficient once you've done it. Like I could put one star, two stars, three star, four star, five stars. And then on every book, it links me directly to a database of all the notes I've taken of that book. I can basically put the topic I'm interested in. Like, um, if I want to find some 
specific insights of entrepreneurial insights in the book uh, unscripted i can just go into my category of unscripted uh, and then just tap the code like whatever like sense for those that have read the book they'll understand sense and then it'll basically redirect me directly to the part of the book where it talks about the sense and all my notes so it's essential to have a database because you can actually instead of going back to your countless notepads and notebooks and just looking for the information it's all on the computer it's all there you just have to type the keyword and find it directly which is so helpful when it comes to looking retrospectively into the info you've learned and written down on that specific topic and obviously as i said with the pyramid it can go beyond reading the book right if it's really a topic that really inspires you and you love i'd encourage you to as said in the pyramid discussion which accounts for so 60 percent of the of the learning pyramid you can just discuss the book with your with your peers either they read it or not you can talk about it with them and if they haven't read it it's even more interesting because now you can teach them which is 90 to 95 percent of the learning pyramid which is now you're teaching them what you've learned through active recall. So you see how it all links together, right? Um, so that's about it. Um, a episode uh, later down the line will come out with all my best recommendation of books I've read. The reason I'm not doing it now is that I'm still reading books that I found fascinating and that I'd like to finish to add to the list. So expect that in April, May. I know it's a far, far way down the line, but it'll be worth it. And yeah, that's all you've got to know about reading. I encourage you all to read any book. Um, the categories, obviously, self-improvement is a huge base, right? In self-improvement, you can have personal development, uh, business finance, economics books, philosophy books. So I'm, I'm a big fan of Greek um, philosophy, um, stoicism particularly. Um, you can also do uh, mindful and spiritual books, uh, fitness books, um, diet books. Uh, honestly, I mean, co- communication and leadership books are great too. I've been reading those recently with uh, Talk Like Ted. Amazing books, guys. And um, yeah, I mean, that's about that's about it. I mean, that's all you've got to know about <laughs> reading books. I know it can sound nerdy. Um, but honestly, once you've developed this base of general knowledge and specific knowledge, you can go a long way because you just know stuff, right? And knowledge is power. So once you know the knowledge, it'll help you in any aspect of your life. And there's books on everything, honestly. Just pick the right books. There's loads of books that are just pages and pages just to say the same thing because that's another to- that's another advice i'd give you is that don't feel obliged to finish a book i mean i've read books where halfway through it was great and then the other half was absolute dog shit <laughs> sorry but honestly it, it, it was bad like i didn't learn anything or perhaps it's something i already knew so don't hesitate just to put the book down okay there's nothing wrong with that we won't judge you for it <laughs> Don't think that, oh my god, he didn't finish his book. Uh, like, whatever, bruv. <laughs> Just do you. Um, take what's important for you. Take the knowledge you want from that book. And, um, and yeah. And last advice is physical books are always better, okay? You can always do audiobooks, but again, reading um, is more efficient than listening. 
and then reading you always have the physical book with you you can take notes in it highlights put little tags on it if you like and i mean you can always pass it to friends and stuff i mean uh, the number of books i've I've lent to friends is astonishing so share share knowledge guys share as much knowledge as you can share the books to your friends and um that's about it so i hope you enjoyed this episode guys i think it's a pretty quick one um but i i I think it's a very important topic that we've got to address because less and less people are actually reading and um it's honestly scary so read and yeah just do the hard work anyway guys this was jared and see you next time bye bye